1: Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars and MCU nerds out there.
0: I'm Joanna Scrano Krupnik. And I'm Brian
1: the Inchettable Hulk Plopsky. And we're so happy you could officially make BBY officially, officially canon to be with us today.
0: I had to lower my monitor for that, my love, because today in the Nerdverse, we are drinking Revnog and jumping on our speeders to give you our immediate reactions to the premiere episodes of Andor on Disney+, and our thoughts on episode 6 of She-Hulk as well. Some housekeeping. Be sure to head to the feed and check out all of our past episodes, where we've been covering every episode of She-Hulk, House of the Dragon, and Rings of Power. And do you love Disney Plus Star Wars shows? Well, you are in luck because we covered all of Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Book of Boba Fett, and it's all there. So check it out.
1: You may be thinking to yourself, how can you keep up with all of this? How? How? Well, it's easy. Just be subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And follow along on the socials: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and the the at at the Nerdverse, um, at the Nerdverse. Pod. You saying,
0: Tick-tock? Tick-tock? You're saying TikTok, TikTok. That's the way you're saying. Yeah, I know it's today?
1: fun to say it that way. Um, at the Nerdverse Pod. But first, as we start all of our episodes, this is your spoiler alert! Alert! I repeat, this is your spoiler alert! Alert! We're going to spoil quite a bit about these episodes um, of She-Hulk, Rogue One, uh, Star Wars in general. Um, uh, this is your spoiler alert! Alert! Let's uh, let's jump into hyperspace. It's time to enter the nerdverse customs. I'm
0: shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Let me see your identification. Hey, This week, we're headed into the Star Wars and MCU sectors of the Nerdverse. All right. My passport for the MCU, Brian, I am giving you eight. Um, I'm giving you eight uh, eight eight dollar cocktails. Was that how much she was giving every time?
1: Rude. No, she was giving it was like, like
0: eight dollars. No,
1: wasn't it? Oh, two no, fives? Twelve dollars.
0: Yeah, two fives. Yeah. Yeah. This is some expensive cocktails at a wedding cash oh, yeah. bar. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. So, All yeah, right.
0: that's me, my eight $12 cocktails at a bar, at okay. a wedding
1: bar. That's wild. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm giving you my nine. Uh, my nine are um, bent needles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, great. And yeah. Okay, and for Star Wars, uh, I'm giving you a. Excuse me, I'm giving you a nine. Um, I'll give you nine B2 emos.
0: Oh, I love B2 emo. Okay, I'll give you um, seven. Uh, seven um, shooting lost boy darts. Okay. <laughs> Dart stabs, Sure. Weapon things. Okay, I love it. <laughs> All right,
1: so yes. today we are going to start... With episode six of She-Hulk, um, so uh, let's let's just get into it, Joanna. What did you think of episode six of She-Hulk?
0: Oh, I had a great time. I I just like they predicted. I was thinking, uh, is this our daredevil episode? And then she turns to the camera and she's like, sorry, it's a wedding bottle episode. I know. Isn't that just the worst, but we're here. And I was like, all right, at least, at least you acknowledged it. <laughs> yeah,
1: so no, totally. I loved I
0: thought this episode was a, was a great, a great time. I, I had a great time. There was just so much. I mean, I'm in that industry. So the wedding, I, I love a good wedding. I think weddings in shows and movies are always fun. What about you? We had a
1: lot of weddings this week. Um, sure did um i thought this episode was great i'm having so much fun with this show um i think that you know what was really fun about this episode is that they set your expectations low in terms of they said you know we, we're just doing a wedding you'd think it'd be more but it's not and then at the end we really got like in which direction this episode, this series is going and i appreciated that um and I I just had a real ton of fun on this I want to talk about some things I don't know if they landed the best Um, and I want to talk about things that I loved but um, I totally love this Um, and uh, speaking of like we're doing Star Wars and MCU on this one Uh, we had a nice little uh, Star Wars character overlap in this one we did we did
0: oh (laughs) book of of course yeah mr
1: immortal was also uh
0: love him uh, i just think it's andrew from V. right right
1: right um but uh yeah um i I love this for many reasons um i think that the wedding which is a good setting for everything that was happening especially yeah go for it
0: a wedding on a thursday um guys (laughs) that's that's all I'm already like when she said it was on a Thursday I was like well I know all I need to know like that's really rough I love how Jonathan or whoever her like date friend was or not Jonathan, that was the dog Josh or whatever his name was in the episode was like uh, you know it's been a long weekend well I guess it's like the middle of the week or whatever he's made some comment because it's like a Wednesday and a Thursday (laughs) so that was really funny um And, uh, yeah, there was some pretty atrocious calligraphy uh, in there. That's just my opinion. but whatever. Um, And also, like, the discussion of have have you – has anyone you know ever said no to being in the bridal party? Because Ginger asked that, and I was like, you know, I don't know. Can you do that?
1: (laughs) You can. (laughs) And what would
0: you even say? I guess you could say I'm just really – I mean, there's obviously certain excuses that can get you out of that. Like you're pregnant or you're, like, just had a baby Mm -hmm. or – you know, you have a job that may, you may not be able to be at the wedding, but, like, that's that's a hard conversation to have. So I don't blame Jen for just, like, doing it. Although, yeah, yeah that sucked.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and just the, the the wedding setting in general for all of this, especially, you know, we just had the episode where she won her name back. And, you know, but in order to do that, she was kind of dismissed as Jen Walters. And, like, she's actually doing well, but, of course, it's all about, like, the boy and stuff like that. Like, no one can take that she's actually, like, doing well at face value um i thought all that was super interesting um and then josh who may or may not be our big bad of uh this series
0: oh is that what you
1: got oh yeah i got that like he was preying on (gasps) her because he's either a part of that like that like cancel culture incel group or he's the, 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 yeah. the he's the ringleader, um, and he's there like in the Thanos thing. Like these guys couldn't do it. Like I'll do it myself. Like, like I <gasps> wonder if that's what I. Because also there's a. It seems like there's a camera there, or you know what I mean. Or they're just pulling. Because because when they zoom out, like it's it's the um, the footage of them like sitting down. So I don't know if that was just oh. like they're pulling it from like cameras on site. Or if they're pulling it from something they set up because Josh is there.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Obviously, my big question for you is like, so it's not Titania. Like, that's not part of it. It's got to be. She's like a red herring. Like, that's just she's just like a funny means to something else. And I'm sure they'll team up Um, by the
1: end of this to, like, defeat these cancel culture or something like that.
0: Yeah. And then maybe she'll be on the Thunderbolt or something. But yeah, I think that's <laughs> so interesting. I didn't even think about that. I was like, finally, this is going to be her boyfriend who like likes her for Jen and then also thinks she's cool as She-Hulk. Even though I'm really hoping that that's her and Matt Murdock. But um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that it's, it's just, just preying on her loneliness right now and like her insecurity of like who she is as Jen, as opposed to who she is as She-Hulk because she's having an internal struggle here where she shows up and she's always wearing the big clothes, but she shows up in this episode um you know feeling dejected by the court case but like wants to show off a little bit and like make sure that like people know that she's doing well at the wedding um and then obviously female relationships are very complicated which the show has clearly stated and like her you know her friend lulu um you know being a bridezilla what's the line everyone's quitting because Because of of how how i'm treating treating them them. (laughs) like that was really funny like asking her to clean up like I i just thought that like this was a really clever and smart episode, and then I just think it's such a bold, huge swing for this show to essentially make the villain uh, the MCU haters. Yeah, they're like
0: taking all the wind out of their sails because they're just doing it for them. I love I it. I love it.
1: I love it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of what that transition. His his username was like Hulk King.
0: <laughs> yeah, Hulk King. Uh there were some really funny ones. Um like like uh ha- like hashtag #no green queens or something, or something like that. Yeah, it was weird.
1: Yeah.
0: Um yeah, that was that was great. It was scary. Yeah. But it was great. It
1: felt very um end of the Batman.
0: Yes. Yes, there's a lot of parallels between between that Batman and this. I mean, it's part of the culture now. And yeah. I love. And again, if if they take care of it for you, then it's not such a it's not like a crazy big surprise when uh, it happens in real life because they're like, oh shoot, someone's already talking about that. Yeah.
1: Can I, so can I ask you a question about this episode? Yeah. What was the punchline of Lulu? Was she just like so messed up on like Quaaludes or like Xanax? Was she drunk? Like I don't understand. It was funny because I assumed that she was just like I don't know. Can you explain that to me, maybe? I
0: I asked Justin the same thing. I was like, it wasn't very, it wasn't super clear. I was like, oh, so she didn't know it was really She-Hulk? Did she think there were two? Justin's like, no, no, she's just wasted. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, I think she's just wasted because like Jen's wasted and everyone seems. Drunk, I guess. Yeah, and I
1: guess that's what it is.
0: Yeah, it wasn't clear though. You're right. We were missing the scene where we get to watch her get totally sloshed. Yeah,
1: um, that was the only. That was the only thing that didn't land for me because of they just didn't explain it enough. But like, I got it enough, I guess. Um, I uh, so what? Here's another. But here's another question. We're talking mostly about the wedding plot line. How did you feel about the B plot line with um, the divorce uh, case?
0: It was funny. But there were a few uh, like comedic beats that I think were either too rushed and I missed them, or like the timing was strange because they it, there was just something that I like I, I was like on a delay in my brain with some of the things that were going on there. Like I don't know. He just first of all I'm like okay who is this? Uh, you know, Mister Immortal because that's this is like the best villain. This is. B- bigger than Thanos, bigger than Kang, like this per- a person that doesn't die. Right, like wh- right, right. why is he not the next big villain? First of all, and Justin was like cuz he's not evil. And I'm like, "Okay, but he could decide to be evil at any moment if they know he could be the biggest villain." Um, so to that be was fair, funny he is a little evil. He is, but like why have we not heard about this right, man right. who can't literally die? Um, so that was so yeah, that I was just that was something. But no, I thought it was good. I thought um the Takeaway, it was weird. Like, uh, uh, what's her character's name? Uh, Renee Goldsberry, um, was like, uh, yes, book. She, a uh, booker, book, book. Yeah, she was, she was sitting back, Mallory book, Renee Ellis Goldsberry. A uh, Mallory book was sitting back at that one point and like letting Ginger do the work. And I was like, oh, is this, is this like she? I missed the part where she like didn't want to do this anymore because she didn't like. Uh, Mister Immortal. Yeah, or it was a little weird. It was. It was just some clunkiness yeah. that I was like, "Wait, what's going on?" But it was still funny. I mean, the eye contact thing—I got like a hair l- later, and then in the credits when they had the sketch, yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay, okay, this is funny." But yeah, there was just some like weird, like timing things in there that were sort of strange.
1: Yeah. So this is what I'll say about the show, and I think this episode was a very good ex- uh, example of it. When they try to do these subplots with Court that feel like an actual sitcom, it doesn't land 100 percent of the time, and that but that's what makes it feel like episode-y, like sitcom episode-y, um, Whereas the main plot line with Jen is always more engaging, even though it doesn't feel as it takes elements of a sitcom and use it more towards like what the mcu does with you know uh in, in general but these like secondary plots aren't totally doing for me however i do enjoy them like the the yeah. the, the all of the, the the ex-wives that was really funny um also this show is weirdly using like a lot of women um like with um with abomination and his like pen pal wives and like all of these wives,
0: <laughs> you're right. Um, what is this polyamory yeah. going on? Um,
1: but I, I, yeah, I kind of liked all that stuff. Um, it was fun, you know. I, I, he was, you know, judgmental. The the, the the lawyers were like super judgmental, so I don't know how I felt about that in general. But also, it's a comedy, so like whatever, I don't care. But the, it doesn't really, it doesn't really hit. But I still enjoy it because it's being, it's, it's, it's fun.
0: Yeah, I think it's still the cleverest of I mean, it's it's right up there for me in top three of the Marvel shows on Disney Plus. It's cause it's just the most it's just like there's there's just the most packed in. Like there's the the writing is very funny yeah. and clever. I feel like everybody I know that, you know, Jessica Gao, like they all love comics and they love what they've been allowed to do. I just think this is a great thing to have in the MCU like a, a silly little comedy where people can pop in and out and nothing is too serious or world ending and i just yeah I, I just think it's i'm so glad it's here and i fully support it so it's even if even if every episode like B plots or C plots are like yeah fine it does it does not take away from the show for me it's just kind of like yeah gosh give me the next episode can't wait my
1: concern with these um shows um is that I forget about what happens in the episodes in all of these shows. Now I'm not, I'm like not talking about like Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel and all of that. Like something that I'm forgetting is what happens plot wise in the episodes in the shows. But I'm really the characters are really sticking with me, and I I think I'm gonna feel yeah. the same way about this. Like the only show show that really stuck with me um, is probably Wandavision, maybe Loki. Um, but again all these shows have such vibrant wonderful characters that they're introducing us to and i can't wait for them to be used more appropriately better not an origin story like i'm looking forward to them being in the action and and us knowing them already um but yeah i'm really enjoying this and i would agree with you i think this is an it's just and we'll talk about this when we talk about andor it's just so nice to sit there and just like enjoy myself if that makes sense and not have to worry about anything else
0: yeah. I mean I I worry that I'm missing countless Easter eggs because yeah. I know that they're giving them to us. But other than that, yes. This is also an dude, easier it's super, rewatch. It's super chill.
1: To catch those is an easier yes. rewatch. oh, very good. Yeah. Good point. All right. <laughs> Shall we move to Andor? Yes. All right. Joanna, what did you think of Andor?
0: Brian? I think this may. It is early. This may be like my favorite Disney Plus. Well, okay. Well, I can't get that bad to. Have. This is this is top. That I this show is really really good. This is the Star Wars I have been w- wanting and waiting for, and I didn't even know I did. Star Wars for adults. Star Wars like small flushed out n- nuanced stakes realistic like just take away Star Wars and it's just anything. It's it's any it's any spy, any adventure like it's so good. It's so good. I love it. What about you?
1: Tell us how you really feel. Um, uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved every second of it. I wanted the whole season. Um, funny thing is I was least excited for the show because I don't really love Rogue One. And, uh, I was like, I don't care about Andor. Um, this is, um, basically show run written by Tony Gilroy, who if you don't know, also wrote all the Bourne movies. He directed one of the Bourne movies. Um, and, uh, and, and I
0: love the Bourne yeah, movies. Me too. I watch and them all the time.
1: He also did Michael Clayton, which is one of the better, like, thriller type of, you know, uh, movies out there of past years. Um, and this movie has a lot of the, uh, excuse me, this show has a lot of that feeling, um, I love that I'm not sitting here wondering if Luke is going to show up. I love that I'm not sitting here wondering like how are they going to tie this in with this, with that. We talked about this previously. This is one of my favorite time periods in Star Wars, like this Rebels like like where mm-hmm. area, and we finally get a BBY mention. That opening sequence was like five BBY. I was for those of you who know it's before Battle of Yavin. Um, I just like. I don't know, that was the first time it was like really used canon-wise in a movie, even though it's a little weird because like it's referring to something that they don't know it's going to happen yet, so like it feels like it's being told as a history. Um so like but that yeah. but that's that, that's a little weird, but that's totally fine because all Star Wars are told that way because like the that's what the scroll is essentially. Um but um I really really love this. The characters so many planets and we didn't have to go on a desert planet like
0: and they didn't it didn't like jump around where they were like oh we'll just walk over to this side in two seconds no you have to it like you have to like plot your course and like it's gonna take me 20 minutes to get to the other side of this site like it made sense and again it's just like the depth of the daily routine of this community and these people like the wall of gloves it reminded me of like Billy Elliot, like, this minor town. Oh, I guess this yeah. is more of, like, a construction town or, like, a welding town. But, like, maybe maybe it's construction. Like, Justin was like, is it scrappers? And I was like, no, because they're not, like, finding things. They're, like, mechanics. Like, yeah. a mechanics planet. Well,
1: that's what I really liked about this, because, quite frankly, I don't even understand the corporate planet. Like, my understanding is that th- the planet is, like, a company.
0: Wait, what do you mean the corporate planet?
1: Um, The one where he killed the guys.
0: Oh, Oh, like the sexy, like, uh, like red light district that looked like lethal for a minute, but it's not. Yeah.
1: So my understanding, and, and maybe you know that whole planet—I forget what they're called—like um, more poor. I think poor, it's the more
0: and Mor- the Morlands system, well, or no, that is goes. where he goes, where he
1: is. But um, so the sequence, that whole planet, and 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 listeners, let me know. My understanding is that like that is a corporation. That planet is a corporation where people work, people are employed, that is the planet, and they have like a force on the planet that's kind of like a police force or whatever it is, investigating, whatever. And my understanding I'm sure
0: Yeah, the Premore inspection
1: team. Yeah. Thank you. My yeah. assumption is that this inspection team or whatever it is, or excuse me, the the corporation that is that planet is somehow tied to the Empire because they had mentioned it briefly. I have to watch it again. Um, yeah,
0: and we don't know about them. Like, this is our first meeting of them, and it's not it. just, like, the Empire or, like, the... Like, it's not Tarkin. Like, it's this whole... And it makes sense that they would have these smaller sects of people and organizations that, of course, they're working for the greater monster, but, like, this sure. was so cool.
1: Yeah. And like, I, I just really loved everything about, uh, I, and in these three episodes, first of all, I'm so happy that these three episodes were paired together. I think the buildup of them were really excellent. And here's another thing that I'll say. The character, Um, again, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't remember these character names yet. I, I'll get there. But the one um, that like, the one in charge at um, Primor or whatever it was, um
0: you mean kyle solar's character or the guy the older gentleman
1: oh uh, kyle so kyle solar's character
0: uh cyril um cyril uh karn
1: okay um cyril Carn. his character was spectacular in that i got everything i needed to know like I, it was he was so layered in the writing the writing of this is spectacular yes. because like So just from the comments about how he tailored his own uniform and then to like him just like how he acted when his superior was talking to him all the way to how he acted and how he couldn't really make a speech. He's never been in combat before. He's just a paper pusher. And then like how he acted on the planet and like in in fear, but he still kind of tried to do his job. It was just like, I just know exactly who this, this weasel is. And I absolutely loved that. I got that. And I thought it was so, so well-written, but this is why these three episodes really worked for me. And it's what didn't work with the Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett had these flashbacks that had absolutely nothing to do with what was happening in the present, thematically. Over the course of the season, sure, the tribe aspect of things, sure. But each episode didn't. What was spectacular about these three episodes is that these parallel stories were of how Andor is being reborn. You have him on his home world at the very beginning. And then um, Fiona Shaw, who we've seen on stage, we Fiona Shaw um, takes him and pulls him from his planet. And essentially that's how he's born into the life that we see him in. And then Skellen Skarsgård pulls is pulling him out of the world that he's in to enter a new phase of his life. So a, a, these new phases are having Andor pulled into something unwillingly by an elder or a mentor. And we're seeing that these are the different phases of his life because we, spoiler, we know how his life ends. So, like, Ugh. but all of these things are giving him more and more purpose to his life. And those parallels between the flashbacks to him growing up to the fl- also filling us in on his relationship with his sister and then um, all the information we get with, like, the Skell and Skarsgård character and, like, how he's being pulled um, into that stuff... It was just so artfully and well done that, like it really won me over by the end of episode three,
0: yeah. you see these, th- you know, they they put the the broad strokes of relationship that get developed in the action that you see. We can't even understand we don't even understand. They don't even tell us they don't translate. Oh, yeah, I love that. the canari. I love that. And so you're just seeing these build up a relationship that you only see in the present moment with marva with fiona shaw's character for like a minute of screen time total but you know exactly what you need to know for this emotional payoff at the end it was so cool yeah it (sighs) It was just so cool this felt Uh, i wanted to say something about the tailoring uh, thing just before we go go away from that um and that is that yeah you could the time that they have they're they're able to to write stuff like that. It's just so, it's such good writing because you can tell that like n- this guy, Kyle Soler, uh, uh, Cyril or whatever his name is, he, this is what he wants his identity to be mm-hmm. because he tailored this thing for himself. Secretly, I I think he's, he's meant to be a mo- like our big kind of villainish for a lot of the season. I'm hoping for like a callous like, switch at some point because what i see is that this guy is incredibly dedicated and wants to belong and you know what they do great in the rebellion is pull you over and show you why you should belong to a greater good so that's what i'm hoping for because this guy's lost and his people don't care about him when they get killed so i'm really hoping i'm okay i want to see the arc so i'm good with all that's happening but i'm really hoping for like the callous switch
1: i'm also i'm also fascinated like Maybe very much like Krennic in Rogue One. I'm wondering if we see, like, this character's, like, rise from this corporation to, like, being a part of the Empire. You know, like, like getting a job with the Empire because he's shown what he can... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing now. But, like, that's what I love about this. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen because, like, it's... it's I, I was just blown away by these episodes. It's like there are no... There are we're just living in this world and there's no Jedi and there's no anything. And like, I'm just so excited to be in this world and get like excellent storytelling and spectacular visuals. And, and can we be, can we be super honest for a second?
0: Um, It's nice to get out of the freaking volume.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Like this goes to show they, you can star Wars, like they, this, it can be saved like this, not that it's like dying, but like this, if you have the time and the budget and you let someone take the reins and write this stuff, like it can be like this. And that is a huge takeaway. I mean, everything they built was practical. I was listening to this great interview with Tony Gilroy and he was like, I got to tell you, I mean, yes, I'm glad I got to write this because I've been stuck in 128 pages screenplay rule for most, he's this guys like over sixty years old. He's like, "Are you kidding me? You're going to give me a twelve episode where I can write more than this? Like, that's there's so much time I can do so much more. Yeah. So you can tell that that he's you know there's just there's just room, and it, it's so good. I my only qualm was what you said about the episode. I'm yes, I'm glad we got all three to be honest, if we hadn't got all three, I would have been like, these are horrible ways to end these each episode I because agree. I was like, this is not an end. Yes. Yeah. So I'm hoping that every other episode will have a better ending than the first two did. Yes, agreed. Um, Because I could not see them delivering us not three at once. I know screeners have gotten up to four. So, um, yeah, so yeah, there's, there's probably a good ep- uh, ending episode there. But yeah, that was my only thing is I was like, okay, can, like, let's give an ending for, so that every week we're not like, what? Cause that's how I was like, well, I'm sure glad there's another one. To yeah. Um, I thought the same yeah, thing. It was just, yeah, it was, it was like, okay, well, please make this better next time.
1: Yeah. I just um, like,
0: Yo, what do we see? Five aliens. Like, I, I didn't need to look at the droids. I was wildly enthralled with this new droid we have. Oh, and 2 emo. Like an
1: old droid who has to always power up and Andor gets caught because he just wants to say like essentially like goodbye. Like like just like absolutely And he
0: can't lie because it uses too much battery power. Oh my
1: gosh. Like just such clever little fun things. Um you know, Bix is such a nice, cool character. Um, oh, I hope God. we get, I hope we get, so I'm wondering what we get more from her. Listen, I'm I'm glad that that guy got shot. But also like, when What's-His-Name gets shot in that standoff, Whew. you want him to die, or you don't want him to die, but you want him to face some sort of consequence for turning Andoran. But also like, these characters are complicated. Like, you understand why he did it, and it may be a little bit trite, but like, and then she's still sad to see him die and like it it, it just – I just – I am so in love with this and I can't even begin to explain that like even if I don't understand half of what they're saying and what's happening, I can follow – I mean I, I, I understand pretty much but like they still need to fill in some of the blanks of everything which I'm sure we, we may or may not get. Um, but man, I'm just like totally – I love it.
0: So Bix, uh, Adria Arjona, who is our good old friend from Morbius, really glad she's back in this oh. and it's a big old better project. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's back. So I, I, I knew she was going to be in this. I was like, yeah. I want to see more of her because she was is she the
1: female probably lead the most in beautiful person. Yes,
0: okay. I would literally, I would die for this woman. She's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I'm obsessed with her and her sloppy braids. I love her so much. Also, if I'm that guy and, you know, I, I was going to write his name down. I think it's like Tessa or Kesson yeah, or Jim or like Steve or something, but I, 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 I don't blame him. Like if I, if she was my girlfriend, I would just be like, well, I got to do something, man. Like I, I finally have this girl. She's finally dating me and Cassian shows up. Like what, what the hell else is he supposed Yeah, to but do? he's also a so, dirtbag <laughs>
1: for sleeping with her without knowing what he just did.
0: That's true. Um, yeah. Speaking of there's actual sex. Well, I guess there's presumed sex for mannequin, but like there's actual sex. Yeah,
1: well, you see her like putting her pants on and like you I see know some, that's like, what I'm leg saying, skin it's like for sure.
0: It's like it's like Star Wars After Dark. Like I'm just so I mean, I mean, forget that scene, like the first scene. Yeah. Again, we've seen this before in Rogue One. We start his character arc with just shooting someone in the head. But even that was so intense. It was like a Bourne movie.
1: His those sequ- um Diego Luna's acting in the sequence where he has to make the decision um, on the planet was just like really exceptional.
0: Cause you feel it, you know that he would like to trust the guard and be like, okay, but like, really, are we going to go back and say, this is what happened? Like he has no choice, but to yeah. do it. And it's just, it's savage, but it happens. Can we talk about,
1: we could talk about whatever you the
0: want. The town, the noise. Bring in the noise, bring in the funk, stomp on the yard, stomp the anvil telling time, like banging on that Love thing. That. The reckoning, like coded noise, like as a soundscape. What a fantastic and fascinating depiction of. I don't know what I don't even know what our, how to articulate what they did, but it's so cool. Yeah,
1: it made me anxious, and then and then when it went away, it made me even more anxious. It was just, and it
0: made them anxious. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. I
1: I I really wish they would it's give brilliant. us these these episodes in three episode blocks. You know what I mean?
0: I know. <gasps> I know. Um, or I wish this was like a long miniseries that had like intermissions or something. I don't. And know. And listen,
1: I don't think. I mean, looking forward to watching the show week to week. I think that the binge, hmm, I think I would enjoy a lot of these shows more with the binge model than I would week to week mm-hmm. because let's be honest. These Disney plus shows are not episodic. These Disney plus shows are meant to be watched one after another after another, because it's one story. It's not like a modern yeah. family season or a cheers season. You know what I mean? Like, it and and it's not like you know a lost where every single episode has its own like flashbacks or like mini you know thing like these these are clearly meant to be like watched as like a 12 hour movie which like I don't love but like that's what they're meant for so I'm hoping that Andor doesn't lose steam because I'm watching it week to week because my gosh is it is just gorgeous it is fun I can't wait to see what him joining the rebellion and not because I want to see characters i know but because i'm so interested in these characters these characters in this these three episodes were just so much fun to live with for even the bad ones were fun to live with for three three um episodes and in these worlds in what's happening skeleton Sarsgard is so convincing in that that scene in like with the chains falling and whatnot like i just like cannot wait for what happens next i feel like we learn a lot about andor and like he owes a lot of people money he's always borrowing money he like he's he's a he's a womanizer he doesn't have a purpose he's just kind of he's not he's yeah. been pulled from his people he grew up with somebody else who he loves but he still just doesn't feel whole and that's very very yeah. clear and he's and because his main his main thing is that he's looking for his sister and that the only reason he gives up who he is is because he's so dedicated to finding it and he has to do whatever he can. And it's just like, absolutely. I just loved it so much. Even if I don't get all the star Wars Google Glock, you know, right now, because we're learning new things about this world, just character wise, I'm just like so drawn in and, and I'll be honest. Um, I've forgotten a lot of what happened in Obi-Wan Kenobi, the TV show, except for that last episode. I'm not going to forget anything that happens in these, just because they're so gorgeous and they're so layered and a real incredible, they took a writer who is used to these like noir um like like spy thrillers, and they gave him a spy thriller happened to be set in a Star Wars universe. And I think Exactly.
0: It's a it's a James Bond born movie, just in the Star Wars world. Yeah. But they did the research to know what they're doing to make it all make sense. Um the actors, the accents, so they filmed this in the in the UK, I think, during the pandemic. So they had this incredible choice of like brilliant stage and screen actors to choose mm. from. I just love how many accents they just, it doesn't matter because it's a different galaxy. Yes. Like give us the Spots, give us the Brits, give us the Irish, give us the American, give us the the Spanish, like everything. I, I just, I love it. So that that was one. They just have an incredible arsenal of, of
1: talent yes. on this Although, D- roster. Diego Luna's accent with that flashback and stuff uh, the the accent is so much more interesting in a way because like you know where he comes from and that's it's like that Canary yeah. in there. If that makes sense,
0: I'm really interested to know my a big takeaway from this episode is like who told who told him that who told them that he was from canary that's what I'm like what happened I mean we know what, what happened mean? to have him pulled remember when it's just it's, it's on everyone's tongue like did, did he reveal did Cassian reveal that he was from canary? yeah like how would they have known that no I know but what I'm saying is something everyone knows about Kanari. the the well we'll call him the Empire but really it's the like the, the pre-more inspection whatever team there's something that happened there. I, we saw what happened there, but I think there's something more that's going to happen to that planet that left a legacy in a, probably a sad, way. I mean, they say something like that there were toxins in the air yeah, and yeah. it was
1: like used as, a- they said that there was a mining accident and there were toxins in the air. My assumption is that the kids survived for whatever reason, maybe they were immune to it and all the adults died. Um, were there, cause there, were there any adults at the beginning of the episode?
0: I don't think so. I, think I was under the impression it. that they were – yeah, they were just older kids and that you know, maybe the – so you're right. Maybe this is after the incident and they sent they sent the, that, the ship out to do something there when it crashed. I, I, I just want to know more. There's something big though yeah, all, that either has happened or will happen to that planet. All of so them I'm were like curious. yellow
1: in the face like they – I mean that may have been – that may have been the toxin or something or whatever that um, – Because obviously, like, Marva and her crew, like, brought down that ship to try to steal stuff from it. That's my assumption. Right. Um, Yes. That's on theme. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I want to know more. So you
0: think something happened to the planet which left the children to fend for themselves? I do. But maybe the Empire doesn't know that these kids survived Right,
1: because Marva says that, um... To her companion, I don't remember his name. Like you can take off your mask. The task, like it, it, the atmosphere right. is fine, or something like that. I don't know if that referred to the actual planet itself, or maybe they put something on the ship. I don't know. Um, there there's, there's. I'm gonna rewatch these episodes again just to unpack some of this stuff because I only watched them. It doesn't once. help.
0: I love that we couldn't understand what they were saying and they didn't translate it for yeah, us. I but of course, that. there's probably info there that yeah, that we didn't know. They're wearing tattered clothes which makes me think that 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 it was once a thriving place right. that for some type of agricultural boon but that this is what's remaining like lost boys style mm-hmm. so i think yeah so you're right i think the thing happened already and this was maybe a ship that was out like checking things out and then something happened in the atmosphere where it like crashed yeah, but, but
1: was this it was no. the. I have to watch it again. Did they say it was the Republic or the Empire? Because like, how old would he have no. been? Because I know in some of the trailers we saw clone troopers. You know what I mean?
0: Well, it had the symbol, the gear symbol, which is the, uh, which is the Empire, right? Yeah,
1: but the Republic had a different version of it on there. uniforms. Oh, they did. Didn't yeah, they? it wasn't
0: clear. Oh, I meant in the ship. Yeah, I know um, what you meant.
1: Oh, like okay. you're talking about yeah, the I ship don't, that I don't came remember. down. Over Kanari, yeah. yeah.
0: So wait, Empire. So uh, the Republic is what is like what's still trying to hold on in the Senate, but then the Empire is Palpatine.
1: Well, it just depends. No, I'm talking about the flashback. When does the flashback oh. happen? How old is Andor? If this is five BBY, how how much between how much time between um, Revenge of the Sith? I'm guessing
0: he's like twelve. Oh, sorry. Between Sith and and us. Yes. Sith was 14
1: BBY. Um well, I'll look it up.
0: Okay. I usually I actually had this written down on my wall just to look at and fondness every now and then. Everyone always needs to know a timeline for Star Wars. Um yeah, Cassian seems to be like, I don't know, 10, and then if he's maybe 30 this is like 20 20 years prior i actually don't know how old diego luna's character is supposed to be because he probably i think he the actor is a lot older than he's playing um he could be 20 but he also could be like 35 yeah playing 35 okay
1: so um revenge of the sith is 19 bby and so this is 5 bby so essentially you know
0: this is right, Rebels time. Fourteen
1: years in between Revenge of the Sith and what's happening now. So, like, um, realistically, uh, how old? How old is he?
0: is there. He's in the shadows still. Vader's. Vader is is out, but not maybe the fist that we know he will be in like four years. Well, no, I'm
1: just talking about Cassian's age because if we're doing flashbacks, like. If he's oh. 20 years old and that was 14 years beforehand, like he's not six, he's like 10. So like if he's in this... I
0: think he's 10, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's 20. I think, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's a lot, a long time ago.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I'm, just, I feel like, I'm just curious about like, I have to watch it again to say if they said Republic or if they said Empire or whatever it is, um, like the mining accident. But that was interesting to me regardless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the choice to have him look for his sister is really interesting. I'm really curious if that is more like we don't know how how he knows she even got off. Curious about that because it's been so long and why is he looking for her now? Yeah, but they said Um, that like...
1: Did they, did they? Oh, maybe she'd said something like the Republic will come and look for them. You, you'll get killed by the Republic or something like that.
0: I think she does say that, and you're right. I don't remember if it's Republic or Empire. Yeah. I think she says. But like the Republic no, may know. have
1: come to the planet, found the kids because those two they killed an officer or something like that and pulled them off the planet. I don't know.
0: He doesn't think he's been in there that long, but you could be right. I assume that everyone who arrived is dead from the Empire or Republic. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to. This is very fresh, everyone. So we'll have to see these things as they come mm-hmm. out and rewatch it. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I really, um, I really love it. I think it's worth saying that around this time, the Death Star is obviously being built. So if there are higher forces that are coming to get a lot of pieces of equipment from a planet like this, it's probably for the Death Star because mm-hmm. this is a this is a building planets like this they're it's like total manufacturing so like that's something that they'd probably be after at this time um i only thought once that these characters die only once it doesn't even cross like i don't care and knowing that that happens it, it of course it adds something cuz it's like tragic but I, I'm, I'm so invested and there's still a lot of time and I and what's really thrilling is that Tony Gilroy has mapped out this entire thing and he knows exactly how he wants it to end because this is going to be two seasons so they know exactly well, what the last two or three oh is it three okay three great I hope I it's three I don't know two or three they know exactly where they want it to end and they know so they they've built the entire thing and you know that I love when a show does that because it means that it will be completely mapped out to perfection mm-hmm. with no time wasted and no time, uh, rushed. So I'm really excited about so that.
1: You, I just
0: think it's going to be great. So
1: you're right. It's two seasons. Great. Um, the first season is this one, and then I think season. Two, so it ends that leads into the what they've said is that there are two seasons, but season two I think is split into two timelines. Meaning, like season two, the first half of season two will be like like three bby, and then the second half of season two will be like right into Rogue One
0: moments. Before, yeah, and I think yeah. this
1: whole season is five bby. Ah.
0: So cool! I love when Bix just go back to Bix. I love when she like goes away to get a part, but she like does this really cool thing in the in the tube where she's like making the call oh, out I to that. her connections. Like you know that this stuff is so. This is exactly when this stuff is happening. Now I don't want. I don't care about seeing other characters. I don't need any cameos. Wh- I'm not all about this. I swear to God, I'm not. But since we're here, and this is a nerd podcast, sure, sure. I just want to go. Let's just let's just take tally of where people are and what would make sense. Okay. So happy if Rebels that. is Rebels is like what four BB? Yeah, I think so. Does it start? So all I'm saying is, Mon Mothma, of course, we're gonna get her. She's doing her thing, saw Guerrero. We know that's happening. And that totally will be all, and I will be very happy. I just want to say that Ahsoka is somewhere out there. I don't think this is a show that's going to bring Ahsoka on because again, we don't even we haven't even seen people. Well, I guess we saw some, some oh, no. people from
1: other planets. I mean, there. They're, um, it says here that um Rebels is five BBY.
0: Okay, so people are out there. Fulcrum is strong. There are lots of uh, as they call them, like um, they have a word for them, like different pockets of rebellion. Like there's different mm-hmm. sects of these like nests of them all over the galaxy. So, you know, it's like, it's burning and it's simmering all over the place. And I don't know, we could see, there's a lot of things that could cross over and and show. I don't need to see any of it. I don't need to see a lightsaber. I really don't, but I just, I'd like, it would be cool if like they were in communication with, um, you know, other content, other like, uh, sort of, rebellion pods mm-hmm. across different galaxies and that they all like merge and overlap. And then they like, like, Oh, nice to meet you. Bye. And then like, they go a separate way. So it's a really cool time is, is as we've already said, it's just a really cool time in the storyline, um, for some really good storytelling. Yeah, I'm excited. And I am, yeah, this is, like might be one of my favorite shows on Disney plus. Um, it's really hard to top Mandalorian and some of those episodes of Boba Fett, but it's definitely similar to Mandalorian in the way that it just feels new and fresh and real. Yeah. I, um,
1: yeah. And I all, I, I think if we're talking like these three episodes are the best introduction to maybe any of the shows so far.
0: These, uh, yes. Like premiere episodes. Yeah. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Cause it's just not like I just didn't even, I didn't even watch the Luthan. Scar's uh, Guard scene that they show that like extended yeah. scene, which was a fabulous mm-hmm. scene. So I'm actually glad I didn't watch sure. it. Um, that, like, I didn't, I wasn't that, I was like, cool, this will be fun, I guess, the show. Uh, kind of. I know what happens to him, so that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. But man, I, that list lowered my expectations so much. I, I'm just so blown away.
1: I'm, I'm so into this. I, oh, I,
0: I'm so excited. Of the,
1: all the shows that we've talked about this week, this is the one I'm most excited for the next episode.
0: I, agreed. And I can tell anyone to watch this. Like, you're not going to be like, what are these species? Like, it doesn't, I, I don't think it's going to necessarily matter. The story is just a story, but set in Star Wars galaxies. Totally. Well, nerds, she's got those big dark eyes you're looking for. So, we hope you had as much fun as we had, and we hope you'll join us next time as we discuss the next episode of The Rings of Power and a new episode of Hot D.
1: As a small universe in a multiverse of other nerd verses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So, be sure you're subscribed to The Nerd Verse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow along on the socials Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. At the Nerdverse pod. At the Nerdverse pod.
0: We thank you so much for listening and following along. And please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, there comes a time when doing nothing is the greatest risk of all.
1: Oh, mic drop!